0: Would you bring your Bibles? All right, let's get in this morning. I'm excited for what God's given. Let's make our declaration. This is my Bible. I live by its truth. I walk in its light. I rest in its promises. I'm empowered by its love. And I overcome by the faith produced from receiving this seed sown into my heart. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you that is a living seed. It is your life deposited in us, and it produces your life in us. So, Father, we thank you that by your word and by your spirit today you're going to continue to transform us and conform us to the image of your son in Jesus name everybody said amen, amen. praise the Lord well, open your Bibles up Colossians chapter 1 and the last couple of weeks just praying about uh, our direction and moving forward and that and I just really felt impressed of the Lord to spend some time as we go into the new year really helping us understand who we are in Christ amen how many know you live in a pretty crazy world today? Susie and I were watching. How many ever watch any like the Jason Bourne movies and all that stuff like that? Well, and, and then there's stuff like you watch. You always watch these, the movies that have, you know, there's the evil guy and there's the plot and there's the plague and all this stuff. And it's kind of like, wait a minute, we're living in this movie right now. And uh, all the goofy stuff going on and the, 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 the born Legacy, we watched that last night and uh, it, yesterday afternoon. And it was uh, uh, the thing where they're giving these guys, they're uh, like spies or covert guys, but they give them these drugs for behavioral modification and for re-engineering, gene reconstructing, and all this stuff. That makes them smarter, gives them more stamina doing all this stuff. And, and they're talking about how all these things bind to your cells and how they... It, how, how, how they introduce it through a virus they found that a virus is the easiest way to contract this and, and we're going like this is pretty weird <laughs> with everything that's going on right now and how this whole virus is being used and then we're being told we need to take these shots and then we say but the shot might help you it won't help you you have to get another shot and then another shot we don't know what the shots will do to you so it's kind of crazy eh, Ben? And so dealing with all that, and then people are processing through do I, don't I, and everybody's making that choice. So in a world where there's no real sanity that you can rest upon, it's good to know the one who is your sure foundation. And that's who Jesus Christ is. In the middle of a crazy world, we have a God who has it all together. Amen. And we can always count that he's always going to give us the wisdom and the clarity and the understanding that we need. So before we read it, we're going to be going through the book of Colossians. We're going to be through some of Paul's epistles. I haven't done a lot of expository preaching of just going through the words like this, uh, just chapter and verse. But we're going to be doing that as we go into the new year, only because Paul just says it so clearly. So look at the cover of your outline, if you would, knowing who Christ is in us. And who we are in Him changes everything in our lives from I need, I want, I can't, to I am, I have, I can. The declaration of the believer should be I am, I have, I can. That's who you are in Christ. When I know who I am in Christ, I no longer have to say I need, I want, I can't. Because Jesus is everything in my life. And I am made a partaker of his fullness. When you really see Jesus, I defy you to doubt him. If you have doubts about Jesus, then you need to see him. You need an encounter with him. Paul's letters reveal the reality of the Christ we read about in the gospel. When you read about Jesus in the gospels, his life, we read that. Here's this account uh, of this amazing uh, person that we know is the Son of God who came to redeem us. But we read this account about somebody. But Paul declares him to us in such a way that he is no longer a distant figure we have heard of. He is declared as a living reality in us. When Paul begins to declare Christ to the churches that he wrote to, he's trying to get them to see this Jesus who you have heard of. The Jesus who you have heard about is not just someone to be heard about. He's someone to understand that it will become a living reality in your life. When we are truly born again, the, of the, the Spirit of God takes us out of ourselves and our experiences and identifies us with Christ. When God sees you, He doesn't see you in your personality. He doesn't see you in your experiences in life. He doesn't see you in your path. He sees you in Christ. Yes. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. says, from now on, we know no one after the flesh. We don't look at people and recognize them after the flesh. He says, even the Lord Jesus Christ, even though we knew him in the flesh, we no longer see him in the flesh any longer. For if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. So, so Paul's saying from now on we see every man in Christ, not in themselves, not in their old men, but we see them who they are, they are redeemed and reconciled to be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is supposed to be our perspective even of ourselves. So God takes us out of ourselves and experiences and identifies us with Christ. Our identity in all things is now to be in Him. And going into 2022, that's our agenda. Agenda 2022 is to get you and every person to know who you are in Christ. If I can, I'm going to try to get you out of yourself. Amen. It's time for us to be just out of ourselves and out of our limitation and fully understanding who we are in Christ. Especially in what we're moving into in the world around us. The fullness of the truth of our redemption is Christ is now to be our reality, not our experiences. That's hard. We've been talking about this with our men. I told them that we're... That we kind of shared a little intro of this with them in, in our last uh, breakfast we had. But in this area, everybody's having experiences in life. You're having experiences. It's hard to make Jesus your reality, not your experiences. Well, I'm experiencing this. Well, don't make that experience your reality. Christ is your reality, not your experience. That's Hard, but, in fact, I was thinking about it. How how many heard heard of the book? I've never read it, but it was a good title. Uh, Al Gore wrote the book called An Inconvenient Truth. It was about global, trying to tell us about global warming. Well, it's a good title, but I believe that belongs to the gospel. The gospel is an inconvenient truth. It makes your life very uncomfortable, and it's very inconvenient to hear the fullness of the truth of the gospel. Because it means there has to be transformation and change. When you truly hear the fullness of the gospel, that's very inconvenient. And we want everything about Christ to be very convenient. We want everything to be easy. We want it to be slow. We want it to be gradual. I don't know any of this abrupt stuff going on. Amen. So, stay with me. Are you doing all right? So. We can never afford to nourish an experience which does not have God as its source and faith in God as its results. Jesus must become Lord of all, even my experiences. Jesus has to be Lord of every area of our life, even our experiences. We have to ask ourselves, is Jesus, if Jesus is Lord over our experiences, or do we Lord our experiences over Him? God, do you know what I'm going through? God, do you see that? Why is this happening to me? And we complain about our experiences because we don't know who we are in Christ. Instead of declaring who Christ is in my experience. You've heard me say it, and the different things that have happened and things we've gone through. In in 2006, when they told me that I had hepatitis C, as soon as I said, you have hepatitis C, my declaration was, this too shall pass. Because I've had so many experiences before that, and God has brought me through every one of my experiences. He is faithful to bring me through. Because the Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't get hung up on the experience that I'm in right now, because God is with me. And so when I know that who He is in me and who He is with me, then that's what I declare in the midst of my experiences. Are you doing all right? So we don't lord those over him. Look inside your outline. I must become so rooted. I love Oswald Chambers in the way he says things. I must become so rooted in the faith and sure of who we are in him that we can say, I do not care what I experience. I am sure of him. Yeah. I don't care what I experience. I am sure of Christ. David said it like this. Though a thousand fall at my left hand and ten thousand by my right hand. He said, I just have confidence in God. Amen? Watch it. I don't care what I experience. I'm sure of Him. Faith that is sure of itself is not faith. Faith that is sure of God and His Word is the only faith there is. I'm sure of God and I'm sure of His Word. I'm not moved by these other things around me. The Apostle Paul is great when you read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He talks about everything he's going through. And he just makes this statement and I love it. Though all this is happening to me, he makes this statement. And it should be your statement too. It should be every Christian statement. None of these things move me. Off of who I know who God is and who I know Christ is in me. I know in whom I have believed. So none of these outside experiences move me off of who I know I am in Him. Are you doing all right? And I think it's so important that we need to know this. living in the day and the hour that we are in, the church and the body of Christ and every believer needs to be absolutely sure of who you are in Christ. See, the Apostle Paul in his epistles to the Colossians gives great emphasis to who we are in, through, and by the Lord Jesus Christ. He fully declares our completeness in Christ by no virtue of our own. Everybody look up here just for a minute. You have nothing to add to what God has done for you. We do not add anything to our redemption. We are complete in Him. And when I judge my experience, my life in Christ by what I bring to the table, I always diminish who I am in Christ. Are you doing all right? All right. So, knowing who we are by virtue of the complete work in Him and through Him. So, And by the Lord Jesus Christ, He fully declares our completeness is in Christ by no virtue of our known. All is in Him, by Him, and through Him. And it is all ours to live in. Everything that God has for you is to live in. That's always been part of my passion, part of the DNA of our church, is that we want people to live in the fullness of who they can be and are in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So, truly knowing who we are in Christ by virtue of the complete work of redemption will change the way we see ourselves and the way we talk about ourselves. How do you talk about yourself? What do you say about yourself? What type of limitations do you speak over your own life compared to what God declares about you? Are you doing okay? Think about it. We will no longer declare our inabilities, but rather his abilities in us. Those abilities are connected to the promises contained in our covenant with God sealed in the blood of His Son. Keep your finger in Colossians chapter 1 but I want to read these verses with you. Go first to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Paul writing to the churches. Ephesus says this, Remember that you Once Gentiles in what? In the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision, made in the flesh by hand, that in times past you were without Christ, but now you're with Christ. Amen? So there was a time when you were without him, and you being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Strangers is strange, separated, not able to be a partaker of the covenant of promise. So you as a believer, your Bible is called the New Testament. The word for testament is covenant. The new covenant and the old covenant. You have a covenant with God. You have a blood covenant with God. Amen? This is what he said. You were strangers from the covenants of God. Now what? Having no hope and without God in the world. So before you accept Christ, you have no hope and you're without God in the world. But I love the next two words that say, But now, but now. You know where you live if you're saved? You live in But Now. I'm a citizen of But Now. I live in But Nowville. That's where I live. That's who I was. But now, but now, that, that's what I was, that's what happened. That Paul said, that's everything, that was your path, but now you are in Christ. Wow. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off have been brought near how? By the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we did a couple weeks ago the difference between the gift under the tree and the gift on the tree. At Christmas, we get focused on all the gifts under the tree. At Christmas, we remember the baby that came in the manger. We remember the gift that was wrapped in swaddling cloth. But that gift grew up to become the ultimate gift upon a tree. To pay the price for you and me. Can you say amen? Amen. Now go back to Colossians chapter 1 if you would with me. And we're going to read this whole chapter this morning. Is that all right to read our Bible in church? Amen. So think about it. Jesus, in Luke chapter 22, verse 20, Jesus is having the Last Supper, and this way, he takes takes the cup, and this way, he says, This is my blood of the new covenant that I make with you. So Jesus is telling His disciples, I'm making a covenant. I'm making a contract. I'm entering into agreement with you. I'm going to be your God, and I'm going to be your Savior, and everything that's contained in being your Savior, everything that it means. I love if you look it up in the Vines Expository Dictionary, you look up the word save, and it is the Greek word sozo, and this is what it means. It means every benefit bestowed upon man... By God through Christ. To be saved means to declare that you are a recipient of every benefit that has been bestowed upon humanity by God through Christ. I'm saved. What does that mean? I'm a recipient of every benefit that's been bestowed upon humanity by God through Christ, not of any virtue of our own, but all based upon who Christ is and what he has done for us. It is the gift of God. It is the free gift of grace. And you receive it by faith and you say, yes, I am. I receive every benefit. I am saved. Hallelujah. I'm saved in my mind. I'm saved in my body. I'm saved in my emotion. I'm saved in my relationship. I'm saved in every area of my life. Glory to God. So Jesus is declared, and we just celebrated, unto you has been born a Savior. A Savior. He is the answer to everything. If you're having a problem in any area of your life, then Jesus is not Savior in that area. You got a problem in your marriage, you need to get a Savior into your marriage. You got a problem on your job, you need a Savior on your job. You got a problem in any area of your life, it's a place where Jesus has not been allowed to be Savior in your life. You're not receiving his completeness into your life. See, when Jesus came into Bethlehem with Mary, and I'm, I'm Mary and Joseph came into Bethlehem, they came to the inn and said, hey, sorry, no room for you here. That's what most Christians say. I know, Lord, you want to come into my life. I want to take up my whole life. But I have these rooms that I already have occupied by other things. So the only room I have for you is kind of back over here in this corner of my life. You need to make every area of your life vacant and open to his occupation. Amen. Amen? For him to occupy every area, every room of your life, allow him to occupy it. Amen. He's the answer to everything. And when we truly, when he truly becomes our everything, we find him in all his fullness in every situation and experience of our lives. Colossians chapter 1. Let's read this together. This is so good. Now I want you to pay attention to how many times it references personally the Lord Jesus Christ in this first chapter. Watch it. Paul, an apostle of what? Jesus. Jesus Christ. By the will of God. So wait, a minute. so Paul makes a declaration of who he is in Christ. I Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Not of myself, not self-appointed, not self-proclaimed, not making up my own website. Not calling myself something that I want to be, or desire to be, or think I should be. Are you doing all right? We've got a lot of self-named people. But Paul just said, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, knew who his identity was. By the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints. When's the last time you called yourself a saint? To the saints and the faithful brethren. When's the last time you called yourself a faithful brethren in Christ? Now watch this, to the saints and the faithful brethren where? In Christ, Christ, who are in Colossians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith, what? In Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven because of the hope which is laid up for you. Let me, let me just bring this back. One of my commentaries in here says this. If we ever get lose sight of the hope in heaven, we get discouraged by what's happening here. The church is called to live and carry the hope of what's laid up for us in heaven. Jesus kept trying to encourage the church. Set your eyes on things above, not on the things of this world. Lay up yourselves treasures in heaven. Keep your heavenly hope alive. Keep your heavenly hope alive which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has in all the world and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard it and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of who? Christ. Of Christ. On your behalf, who also declared to a Excuse me. To us your love in the spirit. Now here's the preeminence of Christ. Now l- l- let me give you this. Identity. When God gives you an identity. He gives you an identity of being one in Christ. Your identity is you being one in Christ. Not you and Christ. In Christ. One. One. One know? okay? Not you in Christ, but you in Him. God's identity for you is an identity of one, not of two. Of one. Amen. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. To ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of what? His will. So when people say, I just don't know the will of God. Then Paul's praying that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of who the lord fully pleasing who him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to what his glorious power so when I said, well, I'm just not strong, I can't, wait, wait, wait. Paul said, no, you're supposed to be strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power. When you know who Christ is in you, you never call yourself weak again. Right. Glory to God. Yeah. Okay, so Paul, Paul wrote, said, hey, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his. So it had nothing to do with you. Paul says, be strong in the Lord. And it's hard to be strong in Him if I don't see myself in Him. If I don't have an identity of one in Christ, being one in Christ, but I have an identity of God out here and me over here trying to make it through life all on my own, I miss it. The moment I get the identity of who I am in Christ, things change. Glory to God. I'm helping myself. I hope you're getting blessed this last Sunday of the year. Praise the Lord. So watch this. According to his glorious power for all patience and longsuffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has what? Qualified us, what? To be partakers of the what? The inheritance. Glory to God. You have an inheritance. You're a partaker of it. Oh, man. I'm sorry this is so discouraging this morning. Partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He, Christ, has delivered us from the power of darkness. Everybody look up here just for a minute. Quit giving the devil any credit in your life. You've been delivered from the power of darkness. How people say, well, I feel like I'm under a spiritual attack. Well, turn around and kick the devil's butt. What are you doing about it? All power and authority. Jesus said, I give you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. So I'll never agree. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Deliver us out of the power of the Lord and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom, in Christ, we have redemption through what? His blood and forgiveness of what? Our sin. He Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created. Watch this: through him, for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body. He is the you know that's you, the church. Yeah, amen. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminent. That word preeminence means first in rank or influence. Everybody look up here just for a minute. What in life has greater influence over you than Christ? What speaks to you louder than his word? Do his experiences, do experiences in life have a louder voice than the voice of God's word in my life? What has the preeminence? Christ has to have the preeminence. In order for him to have that, I have to give him that place in my life. I have to see myself in him and lift him above my circumstances. So, So as I'm lifting up Christ, I'm also lifting myself up. I can't lift him up if I'm in him and not lift myself up with him. Because the moment I start lifting him up, the moment his melody was in, the moment I start praising him, the moment I start seeing myself in him, I feel myself rising up over those circumstances. Are you doing all right? So watch this. So it goes on. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that what? In him all the fullness should dwell. Now you can just camp on that verse and have a shouting party. It pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell. Now, wait a minute. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man, what? Be in, Be in Christ. So, if I am in Him, and it pleased the Father that in Christ all the fullness should dwell, and I'm dwelling in Him, what am I dwelling in? His fullness. I do not have to think this hard in church. (laughs) Can't you just lay hands on me and zap me so I don't have to do anything? I just want to get zapped and have it all go away and just be good. (laughs) No. It's called have a hunger to know him. Pursue, ask, seek. You shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Listen to the apostle. If I can just help you with this, the apostle Paul says this in Philippians 3. He he, actually, he says it to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 12. <coughs> he says, I know a man, whether in the body or out of the body, Says I'm not sure, but he was caught up into the third heaven, and he saw things that were so glorious that, that he can't, I can't even talk about them. I can't reveal and tell you what I saw. I, I have some, so, so I have a security clearance, and most of what I saw has been redacted. So you can't see that. I can tell you what I saw. But then after he sees all that in Philippians chapter 3, he says, I, I just want to know him yeah. in everything. I'm just pressing in to know him. I'm not counting any value in anything in this life. I put my pedigree down. I put my credentials down. I put all my, my self-righteousness down that if I could take glory and 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 and, and ha- have uh How could I say that? Have credit or or standing in anything. I put all that to the side so that I can just know Christ. And so when you have a desire just to know Him and you start pressing into Him and you want to find and discover your identity in Him, something begins to change. It becomes your prayer. It's not the preacher trying to get it to you. I I like what one guy says here. I'll read it to you. And. I'm almost to get there. But he says this, we're not to convert people to the church but to Christ. I love for everybody who comes here, stay here, become a part of our church, help us do ministry together. But we're not just about the culture of the church. The culture of the church can be appealing, it can be attractive, it can be drawing. And, and when we want that culture, we want all the benefit of assembling together and doing ministry together, the joy of celebrating together when, when we share with our goods with one another and then are able to bless and rejoice over what the increase that brings into the kingdom. But most of all, we want Christ. Yeah. I need to get you to him. I need to get you to Jesus. There there were people who came to Jesus when he was ministering. The men came to Jesus and said, hey, we want to see Jesus. And when you get that in your heart, I want to see Jesus. I, I like getting together in church and worshiping God with people who want to see Him. I want to be with people who are drawing closer to Him. I want to be with people who want to know Him in His fullness. I want to know what it's like. I want to be encouraged by somebody who's taken the same path and has the same press in their life that I have to know Christ and fullness. Amen. So watch this. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him whether things on the earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross. We've been reconciled to the Father. Yes. God. Hallelujah. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Amen. Now, when we first started in ministry, I went fishing with this guy that had... That then in the area up there where we were in burning, we were out, and uh, he started giving me a bad time. He said, oh, you just think you're the righteousness of God in Christ. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, you just think you're an old worm and a sinner saved by grace. I said, I'm sorry, you have the wrong perspective. I said, you just listened to Amazing Grace for too long. Just because uh, 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 Newton wrote the song, who saved a wretch like me, why would you keep convinced? Yeah, you were a wretch, but now you're saved. I was, but now I am. Don't identify with what you were. Identify with who you are. But most of the time in our Christianity, we're continually identifying with who we are because we think that sounds so humble. But really, it's an affront to God because it's a, it's spiritual pride that tries to manifest itself through a false humility. Amen. But he has made you above reproaching. Inside now, what? But verse, the next verse hits us here. Because it says, if indeed you continue in the faith. If indeed you continue in the faith. So it's not up to you to just get saved once and say, I'm good. You must continue in the faith. Daily. Every day you get up and decide to continue, to keep pressing, to keep moving forward in your walk with the Lord. Amen. And are not moved away. Somebody say moved away. How many have been saved long enough to see people who have been moved away? Thing to me, and most of the watch, why? Most of the time it's an experience. Yeah. It's an ex- external experience with people, with life, with circumstance that moves them away from the relationship in Christ. And then they move out of Christ to choose to go back over to live in a world without Him because of an experience. Wow and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I Paul became a minister the word minister just means in an attendant a waiter a servant a deacon verse 24 I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body which is the church that means we're the body of Christ he's the head that means if we're his body we're complete in him of which i Became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you. That's what happened. There's something that's been given to me for you. And that gift is not just to have you a symbol here that's part of it, but it's to get you to know who you are completely in Him. Amen. That you would be steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable in your faith in God. Hallelujah. To watch. That's what I love about Paul when he wrote to the church of the Thessalonians. He says, hey, I couldn't stand it any longer, so I sent Timothy to find out, how's your faith? How's your faith? Are you doing all right? Have you heard about what I'm going through? Have you been discouraged about hearing what's happened in my life or the circumstances in your life? Are there experiences that are moving you off of your identity in Christ? Wow. So think about it. <coughs> Excuse me. According to the stewardship which is given me for you to fulfill the word of God, verse 26. Watch it. The mystery which has been hidden from the ages, from generations, but here it is again. What? But now. Come on, j- just say this with me. Say, I live in Butnowville. <laughs> How you there? That should be a t shirt. How I many know oh, that it started conversation? Yeah. I live in Butnellville. Amen. Watch it. But now. But now. So all this stuff. Watch. So all this stuff has been hidden from generation. Everything Paul's talking. This has all been hidden. But now. But now. Wow. It's revealed. Watch it. But now has been revealed to a saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this, of this mystery among you? The Gentiles. Which is what? Amen. I get stuck on lines in movies, in different things, because they'll preach really good. And in the one movie on, I'm trying to, I can't remember the one, but it's one of the Star Wars movies. But it's the blind guy, and he fighting, and, and, and he makes a statement. To him, I'm in the force, and the force is in me. I'm in the force, and the force is in me. I said, man, that'll preach. I'm in Christ, and Christ is in me. I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. And they go, how can you do this? How can you do this? No, and so he's walking through bullets. He's walking through everything. He's got his little baton thing. Ting, 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 ting. Getting out of lasers and everything. I am in the force, and the force is in me. But you're blind. You can't even see. That's all right. I'm in the force, and the force is in me. Not hindered by his limitations. He believes in something greater. I said, well, that's a fictional thing. There's nothing fictional about what we're reading right here. A literal Savior, the Son of God, came into the world. He was born. He lived. He was raised again. He died, was raised again on the third day. The gift under the tree became the gift on the tree. And now Christ is available to be alive in you. And you to have your life and in Him. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. Power to God. Lord. Merry Christmas. To them, verse 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentile, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, him we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. To this end I also labor striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. What oh, would happen if we let Christ work in us mightily? Amen. Look back at your outline with me. When we get this, I put together just as an introduction an abbreviated list of I can, I have, of I am, I I have, I can. So watch this with me. Look at your outline with me. something happens. When we start to understand who we are in Christ, watch this. First of all, I am born again. I am a new creation. I am born of His Spirit. I am filled with the Spirit. I am anointed with the Spirit. I am endued with power. I am a member of His body. I am a joint heir with Christ. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I shared it with this man at our breakfast last Saturday. Is The the word righteousness literally means this. As it should be. When something is righteous, it is as it should be. God is righteous. He is as he should be. Nothing needs to be added to who he is. He is as he should be. And when I am in Christ and His righteousness is imputed unto us, we are as we should be in Him. Nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, nothing needs to be added. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and His righteousness is as it should be. One person got it. Hallelujah. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. I am healed. I am strong. I am more than a conqueror. I am forgiven. I am reconciled to the Father. I am a child of God. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Come on, just say that out loud. You'll feel better just instantly. It's a lot better than what you've been saying. Hallelujah. Watch this. In a world where we don't think we have enough, what if I started declaring, I've been given the measure of faith. How much faith does God give every person? He gives you the measure. Well, I wish I had no more faith. The measure of God is all you need. You live in a world that always tries to diminish the things of God. Jesus said like this, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed. You have to have tweezers to pick that up. He said, you could say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and it would obey you. People say all the time, I just don't have enough faith. I wish I had more faith. You quit lying to yourself. You have the measure of faith. God has given, a, Romans 12, 3, God has given to every man the measure of faith. Holy God. I have the measure of faith. I have His divine nature in me. I have the fruit of the Spirit in me. I have the manifestation and the gifts of the Spirit in me. I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. I have Christ in me. We just read the hope of glory. I have the mind of Christ. I have seed to sow and bread to eat. I have more than enough. I have the wisdom of God in Christ. Now all those things are declared to you in Scripture. You're not making. You're just saying who you are in Him. You're declaring your identity. Watch this. I can. I can do all things. Just say that. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ, not through me. Through Christ, when I see myself in him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can walk by faith and not by sight. I can be a witness. I can bring increase into his kingdom. I can lay hands on the sick. I can cast out devils. I can speak with new tongues. I can prophesy. I can glorify God in my body. I can walk in forgiveness. I can pray without ceasing. I can be a generous giver. I can tell others what great thing he has done for me. I am, I have, I can. I am, I have, I can. Yes. Yes. Amen. That'll be the back of the t-shirt. <laughs> I live in Buttonellville. I am, I have, I can. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Good thing I have a son that makes t-shirts. We'll have some of those next week. Amen. Like clothes. Say this with me. The limitations, are over. the limitations are over. Quit putting limitations upon who you are in Christ. Agenda 2022. Knowing your full identity in Christ. Yes. Think about it. Knowing who you are in Christ and declaring who you are and what you have in Christ by virtue of his atonement on the cross and the completeness of our redemption in Him. Now listen, everything you're declaring is what God has declared in you. In Him. Our complete redemption in Him is imperative to the life of the believer. We either believe we are fully redeemed in Christ or we don't. There's no middle ground in redemption, church. There's no middle ground in redemption. You're not almost saved. You're the saved or you're not. God doesn't halfway save you. Amen. Amen. You're in the process of transformation in being saved. You're in the process of the old passing away, and all things become anew. But you are completely saved. Yeah. Are you doing all right? Yeah. First Corinthians 15:10 says, "By grace, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain." I love the statement by Oswald Chambers that I closed. Melody, you just come back to the keyboard, sweetheart. Today we continually talk about our inabilities. The way we continually talk about our inabilities is an insult to our Creator. To complain over our incompleteness, our our incompetence, is to accuse God of falsely, of having overlooked us. Get into the habit of examining from God's perspective those things that sound so humble to men. You'll be amazed at how unbelievably inappropriate And disrespectful they are to him we say such things such as oh I shouldn't claim to be sanctified I'm not a saint but to say that before God means no Lord it's impossible for you to save and sanctify me there are opportunities I have not had and so many imperfections in my brain and body no Lord it isn't possible That may sound wonderfully humble to others, but before God, it's an attitude of defiance. That is so powerful. It means that when you're declaring other than who you are in Christ, you're in defiance of what God has declared over your life. And you're saying, God, when I say I can't, I don't know how. I don't know what I'm going to do. Then I'm denying what God has declared He has done through His Son. That's why I said. He's given us a Savior. We just celebrated the remembrance of His birth. Even though December 25th isn't the actual day, it's the day we set aside to remember that God gave His Son to be born of a virgin, to come into the world as a man so He could take as a man our sin upon Himself. He Himself, Romans, Isaiah and, and Matthew 8:17, He Himself bore our iniquities and carried our grief and our sorrow, took upon Himself everything, all of our judgment, took every ordinance that was nailed against the Colossians chapter 3, every ordinance and nailed it to the tree on our behalf so that we could be set free. He did it all for us. And to to speak that down and to talk a little and to speak out of our experiences and out of our perception of ourselves instead of renewing our minds to who we are in Him. Come on, 2022, we're going to be a church that knows who we are in Christ. Amen. Our agenda for this coming year is to get us over the top into that area where when we speak, we're speaking, I am, I have, I can. That's who I am. But now I am. That's what I was. I agree. That's what I was. I have a high school yearbook. That's a messed up thing to look at. That's who I was. But now. Somebody say, but now. But now I am, I have, I can. But now I am. I have, I can. Not by any virtue of my own, but because of who Christ is and who I am in Him. Stand with me this morning. No longer will I declare I need, I want, I can. David, put that last picture up with the scissors. this is what we're doing today we're cutting it off we're going from I can't and we're cutting it off I can do it listen to what Paul said. Paul, Paul had to believe he was who God said he is Paul had to believe that the Lord appeared unto Paul say, I have appeared unto you for this purpose to make you what you are not I will make you a minister So Paul said, I agree with who God says I am. I am an apostle called of God and when you stand up on the inside and you believe in the fullness of his redemption redemption means everything that made me a failure everything that disqualified me has been washed away and cleansed by the blood of the lamb now I am righteous in him means I am as I should be and as I should be I am called of God I am equipped of God I am anointed by God I can do what he calls me to do I can be what he asks me to be I can go where he tells me to go I can do those things that He needs me to do to reveal who He is to the world around me. I am a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I believe it, Father, today I pray for Your church. I pray for Your people. Lord, I pray for every person in this building this morning. That this reality, the living reality of Christ in them. The hope of glory would explode by your Holy Spirit on the inside of them today. That they would know who they are in you, what they have through you, and what they can do by you in this earth today for your glory so Father I pray and declare a release over their lives today in Jesus name I bind every lie every religious spirit that's tried to imprison and indoctrinate and restrict the reality of Christ in them the hope of glory I declare liberty over your people I declare breakthrough over your church and I declare victory in Jesus name somebody said, come on give God a good praise Yes,